Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. I am very happy to be here with you today for the launch of my podcast, Rev with Rachel. For this first episode, what is Rev with Rachel? I will explain what Rev is all about, and I will share with you who I am and how I ended up in this moment, now talking and teaching about revving you. So let's start off with Rev. What is Rev? So the R in Rev is for recreate. The E in Rev is for enlighten, and the V in Rev is for vibrate. Let's take a look at what I mean by recreate. So recreate is the word I chose for recreating our life into what we truly want and truly desire. And for a lot of people, that ultimately is happiness or joy or just feeling free. But how many of us are really living that and feeling that in every day and every moment of our lives? So we've created our life up to this point. So we're co-creating our life with the life energy that is the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. That life is supporting us and holding us and moving us forward. And we're, we're co-creating our experience with, with life itself. And so we've created what we have up until this point. And we have a moment where we can start creating something new. And up until this point, our beliefs, our whatever's happened to us in the past, how we've reacted and how we're acting now and choosing to move forward and um, how we're directing the power of our mind, our thoughts, our emotions, all of that stuff is is kind of sending a signal out and saying, this is what I want and this is what I'm creating. And so we'll, we'll keep it kind of recreating or experiencing the same stuff or the same emotions or the same feelings over and over again until we decide we want to start experiencing something new. Um, So what else about recreate? You know, ultimately, it's a choice. It's a practice. There's components involved, like mastering our mind, new ahas about what we really want to create. So having some self-awareness And taking a look at our life and noticing the patterns that we're creating or the things that are showing up for us that we don't really like and saying that we can choose something new now. So the our past story doesn't have to be our story and we can start creating something new. There's healing that has to happen in that because there's emotional and energetics that go along with all of that, which I'll I'll talk more about. So now let's move on to the E in Rev. So the E is for enlighten. And, you know, how I grew up, I, my, what I saw as my potential was kind of like, what degree was I going to get? Where was this going to take me? What about, you know, creating a family? That was really what I was focused on. And it wasn't until I kind of had all those things, my degree, a house, a nice husband, my family I always wanted, a cute little dog. I was waking up and kind of like, all right, 
um, why am I not waking up joyful in the morning? I started asking myself some bigger questions and also digging into emotionally what was going on inside of me and what was I feeling. So I started learning more about enlightenment and what that was and what our, our real potential is. So potential beyond the human stuff, but like really living our godly potential and aligning ourselves with with that. And so enlighten for me is about creating new states of happiness, peace, bliss on the inside and how then that will show up in our life on the outside. Enlightenment is are there there are kind of like states that happen and as we experience more states of true happiness, not happiness like oh I I got to my goal, so now I'm going to feel good for the evening and then back to the grind, you know, but just a a steady happiness and inner peace and inner bliss. As we have more and more of those states, they become permanent traits. And so we, by recreating our life into what we want, we have the potential for really um, shifting our inner states and becoming the peace and love that we really want and and as i mentioned love enlightenment is is a state of unconditional love so that means we unconditionally love and accept ourselves we unconditionally love and accept others and we we love and accept whatever is for us or showing up for us in any moment so now let's move on to the V in Rev. And now V is for vibrate. And I started learning about personal vibration a number of, number of years ago. I had started doing a meditation practice and I was in a group setting. And all of a sudden I just was aware of that my body was vibrating. I could feel it just kind of through all of my body and it it just dawned on me in that moment like oh my gosh I have a vibration I never knew such a thing and around that time I'm starting to learn about our energy and our energy field so I I started you know looking into what is this vibration thing okay we're so we're made of energy and energy is always moving at a at a vibration but so there's um different frequencies of vibrations. And so lower vibrations would be things like guilt, anger, um, shame, worry, overwhelm. And we have the potential to shift into higher vibration. And that would be things like compassion, feeling states of gratitude, and not just like, oh, I'm making a list of gratitude things to help me feel better. But to just live and have moments of sheer gratitude and appreciation for life or what a what whatever is in this moment. Higher vibration, like I mentioned, unconditional love, bliss, joy, and healing happens when we make these shifts from lower vibration states into higher vibration states. It it's kind of a journey. <laughs> so we can we start kind of feeling what's going on inside of us and feeling it. We have to feel it to heal it essentially. My podcast is all about creating the life we love, enlightenment, 
How do we do that? There's physiology that goes with it. We, there's lots of research on the brain that shows changes in the brain that correlate to enlightenment types of states, so states of love and joy and peace. We see um, what's, we can see what's going on in the brain in those states. And also I'll be talking about a lot, a lot about our vibration and how do we how do we heal? How do we heal our energy field and make these shifts so that you know we don't have to keep experiencing life in the same way? And it's been my experience that with healing over time, so let's say we have some sort of way we respond to life because of something that happened to us when we were younger. And so anytime something comes up, um, different person, different situation, but that same kind of emotional reaction comes up for us. Um, and with healing over time, with healing and feeling and um, really digging into it without, you know, just accepting it and not trying to do something to escape, like drinking or, or exercise, trying to get out of um, feet, just feeling those, you know, it's not comfortable to feel low vibration uh, emotions and feelings. And so a lot of us will escape to avoid to avoid going into that place. But the more and more we do, the less power that those strong emotions have over us. And over time, things that would have maybe consumed us or we would have been ruminating things that happened over a whole day, eventually those, you know, those time frames get shorter and shorter and shorter. And then you kind of get to a place where you have that, like that feeling will kind of rise in you, but you can still stay in your peace around it. It doesn't have to consume um, your inner state or consume your day. And so eventually we can heal, heal our anger, heal our stress, stop responding to life um, in, a, in a stressful way and start experiencing more peace, more bliss, more grace, and more happiness. And I'll talk more too about, probably have a separate podcast just about creating ease because there's a lot of people that have beliefs about that life has to be hard and a struggle and we can we can change that. We don't have to be creating that for ourselves. So we are going to just take a break now for a commercial and when we come back, I will tell you more about me when I return. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
Welcome back. You are listening to Rev with Rachel. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. Thank you for joining me on this launch episode. It's the first episode of Rev with Rachel, and it's called What is Rev with Rachel? So I've talked a little bit now about what Rev is, so now I want to just share a little bit about Rachel. Who am I? I grew up in Wisconsin. My mom was a teacher and reading specialist, and my dad was a UPS man, a delivery man in rural Wisconsin. So he would bring things home from from the Amish, gifts, food, and, you know, being with my mom, I was always kind of learning about education and the importance of reading. And my childhood, you know, was a pretty... Pretty typical childhood, I think. Family dynamics, a couple of things that happened to me, things that I won't, you know, get into now, but I'll maybe be sharing in later episodes. My family valued, had very strong values in education, and uh, I went on, you know, after being an undergrad and very unsure about what I wanted to do. I grew up thinking I wanted to be a medical doctor. And then started teaching group fitness in high school. I got to college and I was kind of like, you know, I don't think I want to be a medical doctor. I'm not enjoying, really enjoying college and the intensity of what needed to go into in coursework at that time. I left high school very burned out. Um, I had been working, played multiple sports. I was in band, choir, uh, I volunteered in a hospital. So I left high school very burned out and I got to college and I was kind of like, oh, I, you know, I, I want a break. But um, my journey, you know, I trust my journey and where it has led me. Eventually, after um, starting undergrad in Wisconsin, I finished at the University of Minnesota. And at that time, I had started working in a research lab in their department of kinesiology. So I started studying exercise physiology. I was still teaching group fitness classes. I taught classes for 18 years, started in high school. So I I was always fascinated with the body and wellness. I got through my undergrad, started working a lab, and then the opportunity was there to stay and start grad school. And so I was like, all right, I, you know, I was wanting to teach And then it kind of led more into a research path. I had started grad school studying cardiovascular uh, wellness, so heart health, vessel health in children. And about halfway through, I was blessed with a new advisor, and I started working with her, and we were studying bone, so bone growth and muscle growth in children. And that led me then to a postdoctoral research position. So I was working at the Children's Hospital Philadelphia doing research. And then around that time, I had my first son and continued that position. I was able to do it remotely from Minnesota. And then when the funding ended for that, I had my second son and then took a position at the University of Minnesota. And I was doing pediatric wellness research through the Department of Medicine there. So I'm, you know, I'm passionate about childhood wellness now having my own kids. uh, I'm passionate about it in a different way. It's probably not your typical. I, I, I don't believe so much of a focus on diet, exercise and medicine. And what I'll be doing more teaching with this podcast and with my app and my book coming out is more about the emotional 
mental and spiritual aspects of ourselves that are, uh, you know, ignored basically by the wellness industry. So around, you know, I started having these different experiences when I had my first son. I brought him home from the hospital and was in his nursery nursing. I was just looking at him being very present and I had this aha or this this knowing, kind of more than any knowing I had ever known before that I've I've done this before and I've known him forever. So that kind of woke me up to an awareness that this life wasn't just this life. I kind of had, you know, I was raised Catholic. There wasn't a lot of talk about past lives, but I had this knowing that I had been reincarnated. And I was like, okay, um, past lives, you know. I, so it kind of opened me up at that time to a new awareness. And I started, you know, as getting out and learning more, I started becoming, you know, more interested and aware that emotional things and struggles that come up for us have ties to other lives, ties to the future, ties to other people. And um, I started getting really aware of where that was in my life. When I had taken that research position, kind of my last one at the University of Minnesota, I got a lot of clarity during that time that I wasn't wanting to leave my family the way I was during the day. I was, you know, leaving and then coming home in the evening, just feeling out of touch with my kids. You know, I had been with them every day and just felt, you know, like there was this sort of intuitive flow and I knew what was going on with them. And, um, you know, my husband supported me in that. It wasn't, we weren't finding it of value to pay someone else to care for my kids when, when I could do that and... It started this kind of inner journey for myself of growth and digging into my emotions and healing. And I started learning more about healing our energy field. I had started meditating and a lot really started changing for for me, you know, my internal state. It was changing very quickly. And so I started doing um, coaching and energy healing. And then I came across a technique called higher brain living, which to me just felt like this just uh, does it. It, it's very rapid transformation, and I went through the program myself and then became a facilitator, and I was just amazed with how I was feeling and shifting and the, the quick, you know, it was like I was had started this upward spiral in life instead of kind of just going through life and trying to get through the day, started this upward spiral, and then higher brain living just really increased the, the speed of that upward spiral for me. I felt like the momentum increased so much. So from there, you know, I, I worked with clients for about four years, and the whole time I knew that I was meant to be teaching about other aspects to our wellness that are ignored, the, you know, the, as I mentioned, the emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of ourself. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am today. I recently launched an app. And that is free to download in the App Store, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But so one of the ways that I get more clarity, more self-awareness, and greater capacity to live in the present moment is through meditation. And I'll be talking about that every so often. I mean, there's lots of tools for our growth, but I think that meditation, just taking that daily time for stillness and listening and being is so transformative. It, it made a huge difference in my life, helped me expand my intuition and being able to live in the present moment because I used to ruminate about things 
in the past and, you know, worry about things in the future. I would, I lived kind of in this state of overwhelm and meditation and along with the other things I was doing, higher brain loving helped me to heal that. So I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, I've tried meditating and I can't do that. And an important shift in our growth is to stop telling ourselves that there are things we can't do. So, I mean, we can really ultimately do anything and it's a choice, you know. So let's say you have no desire to play golf. Well, then don't go play golf and don't tell yourself you can or whatever. But if there's things that you think like, oh, I I actually want to do that. You know, you can. If you move your energy in that direction and start taking, you know, daily moments of practicing that, you you really can. And I think that's such a difference in um, people who make kind of leaps forward in their life or people who um, just kind of stay the same. It's this can, can do attitude. You know, to take some of the pressure off with meditation, you know, I'm really telling you to do nothing. And maybe that freaks you out a little bit to do nothing. And you just have to stop and sit still. And I'm telling you, you can do that. You can. So, you know, you want to start with just two minutes a day and build that up. One of the primary reasons to meditate is to stop doing what we have always done or reacting the ways we've always reacted and start responding to life in order because we want to create joy peace and ease instead of the negativity, drama, and difficulty. Can you kind of feel that shift of where we're going? So there's a lot of negativity in the world, daily kind of drama, issues in our relationships, you know, the pressure, the belief that life is hard or difficult. I mean, that that's not a fun easy light place to live and our you know our godly potential is really to live in a inner state of joy peace and ease instead of hardship so when i started learning about meditation and the potential that we can tap into so living from unconditional love and ineffable bliss i was i was like what bliss i mean we can do that <laughs> so i was like all right sign me up you know i was i was committed i was like okay i am going to meditate i'm going to do that and so i gave myself permission to stop what i was doing and to go within more and more it, i mean it pays off it's just it's so worth it. I would start meditating. You know, my kids were young at the time, so I would do my meditation when they were taking a nap or in the evenings right after I would put them to bed. I could do a meditation then. So I started experiencing my own ahas, having revelations about myself and experiencing inner healing through meditation. And so if you think you can't do it, you know, just start. Start with small amounts of time and then build it up over time. And, there, you know, there's guided meditations out there. I really recommend uh, silent uh, guided might the, sometimes it's just kind of like this uh, another thing to do or another thing to get through and I just would really encourage you to go for the stillness we can really listen and start tuning into ourselves the more still we are and also accessing deeper emotions and and experience greater healing so something that might help you with your meditation is my app. I had an app created for radiant growth. Um, it's free to download. It has a meditation timer that's called Time to Be. That's right. We want to be and live in the present moment. And from that place of being is where our inspired 
action comes from. You know, we don't have to figure out every single action, but when we're being in the present moment, we can know what our next step is or our next thing. I mean, whether that's to go brush your teeth or to go um, reach out to someone who could really help you, you know, grow or get a speaking gig or anything. So, you know, and you can trust your next action when we're living in the present moment. And that's where our peace lies, our bliss, our freedom. So on this time to be meditation timer, you can adjust the time. So if you just have four minutes to meditate or if you have 20 or more, you can change the time. And then at the end of the timer, there's this really nice singing bowl sound that will will bring you back. You know, ultimately, I, I wanted to truly help people. And if we want to heal the world, we have to start with healing ourselves. And that was something that I started. I, I knew I wanted to really help people. And then I had this awareness that, oh, gosh, you know, it starts with me. I need to go and heal myself before I can, you know, go and radiate and have, you know, let my presence essentially affect people and to help heal. So meditation will help you do that. And it will help you be more clear, have more intuition. And there's all kinds of health benefits as well. You don't have to live in stress. I think we've become so attached to stress and we think it's a good thing to be on the fly and, you know, that stress energy. But uh, we can shift out of that and live from more peace and ease and flow. Flow is fun. So on my app, there's other things you can access in there. You can access my spiritual growth blog from that app. The link to download my free app, you can get that at www.rachelapp.com. And so you can download it there. There's also a place where you can subscribe if you want to. There's other features that support our radiant growth, and they are available with a subscription. It has daily recreators that shift perception and help us co-create a life we truly love. It has a feature that I call Power Words. They're images with 53 randomly generated power words that you can use as guidance or as a mantra during meditation or throughout your day to rewire your mind for radiance. So um, when the, my app had launched and I, w- I had taken my boys to my parents' house and I was driving back up to the cities, I was like thinking about stuff too much. I thought, oh, I'm going to get a power word for my app. And so I pulled up the word bliss. And so I, I was like, all right, bliss. So I would use that word as a mantra as I was driving. And, I, you know, I didn't have music playing or anything. And I would just say bliss bliss whenever I thought of it and I was just driving home with a big smile on my face and it's it's such a nice place to be instead of that uh, overanalyzing ruminating kind of place where we can go to in our heads sometimes so I also you know with the subscription I send push notifications and they're friendly messages growth reminders or quotes that support us in our healing journey so check that out it's it's cool I'm excited about that one of the things with the apps, the app is I feel it's kind of like a shortcut. There's great nuggets in those recreators, and the power words really support you in doing something different with your mind than you usually are. So we can, we can start creating peace and happiness and bliss. I went through a period of where I read about, uh, I don't know, 40 or 60 books or something in just a matter of months. And I know that a lot of people don't have time for that, or maybe they don't want to sit down and read. This app can be kind of a shortcut into having new awarenesses and creating healing for yourself. 
So on my website, I also have a free gift. You can get that at www.drrachelw.com. So that's D-R-R-A-C-H-E-L w.com. You can enter your email address and you'll get access to my free report. It's called Rachel's Nine Happiness and Healing Essentials. It has information about my favorite tools for healing and transformation into radiance. So with that, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. Listening to the EWN Podcast Network.